0: We hear so much today about electric vehicles, or EVs, in the popular jargon, but in reality they're not new. In the museum's collection is a 1917 Detroit Electric Brom. It was, in its time, a popular, well-appointed car. It was clean, easy to start and drive, quiet and accelerated quickly. It could be charged from a household electrical supply. Why didn't it survive on into the 20th century? Well, there were a number of factors. The only battery technology available that could deliver the power needed to propel such a vehicle was the lead acid battery. It was of its nature heavy for the energy it could store, meaning the vehicle became impractically heavy if a long range or driving time was to be achieved. Motors were heavy and control mechanisms were inefficient and wasteful of energy. Meanwhile, the internal combustion engine developed rapidly. Petroleum fuel embodied a much higher level of available energy at a lower weight than the lead-acid battery. Industrial investment quickly drove improvements in engines and fuels. Towards the end of the 20th century, people began to look at electric vehicles again as the use of the internal combustion engine had become so widespread that concerns had arisen for chemical and particulate pollution of the atmosphere, depletion and rising prices of petroleum fuels, and today, the looming climate change driven by carbon dioxide emissions from fossil fuels. Fortunately, the technology of today comes to the rescue. We have batteries using lithium chemistry. Lithium is the lightest atomic weight element after helium and provides a far better energy storage to weight ratio than the lead acid battery. Strong magnets incorporating rare earth metals like neodymium or samarium give us light and powerful motors. Motors that can act as a generator aiding braking while returning energy to the battery and we have electronics which can drive and control motors efficiently. First on the scene were the hybrid vehicles, which have both an electric motor or motors and a small petrol engine plus a battery. The electric motors aided acceleration and returned energy to the battery on braking. The hybrid provided good performance with greatly improved fuel usage, particularly in the city. They don't require charging. The museum has an example of an early hybrid vehicle, the Honda Insight, in its collection. Now we come to the EV. Examples of the Nissan Leaf at one end and the Tesla at the high end. They are both capable vehicles with good to high levels of performance and range. They do not emit polluting gases However, it must be remembered that the energy stored in the battery had to be generated somewhere. So uh, greenhouse gas nirvana is only reached if that energy comes from non-polluting sources. Charging infrastructure also needs to be addressed. Say you want to charge a dead Tesla with a 100-kilowatt-hour battery in one hour, you need to supply at least 100 kilowatts of power about six times the capacity of a typical single-phase household supply. And a one-hour charge from a household power point would only take a small EV 10 kilometres. So there will have to be a significant upgrade to power generation, distribution and consumers' infrastructure before we see a total uptake of EVs. However, EVs are indeed the way of the future once we see these infrastructure improvements in place, augmented by a much greater level of energy sourced from non-polluting sources.